This is Shauna Lee, and welcome to this week's The Soul Frequency Sessions. Real talk about real life and how to raise your energy frequency. I was driving in my car the other day. I think I get most of my ideas in the car. Like I'm, whenever I'm like driving for a while, like spirit is like talking to me. And sometimes like these like, this information just comes through. Like, I don't even want to call them ideas because I just think they're coming from such a different place. And I will literally like within 15 seconds to 20 seconds have like a full on hour long, let's call it, if I were to be talking for an hour, amount of information just download through me. And, and sometimes I'm like, I got to capture this. You know how if you have a dream and you wake up and you're like, wait, I want to remember all the details of the dream. And so you're like kind of flustered trying to remember all the details before it just passes you. It's like that. And so I'm driving and I leave myself voice notes sometimes just so I like capture the essence I can remember and go back to the information. But I was driving and I didn't leave myself a voice note and the information like left me for a minute. And I was like, oh yeah, what was that that I wanted to talk about um, on the podcast? And then and then I just said, oh, please, you know, bring it back because I just really felt connected to it. And then boom, it like popped right back into my consciousness. So it was interesting. I mean, kind of a lesson that we can, you know, ask to remember things, whether it's a dream or something like that. Um, oh, I want to connect with that energy again. Uh, so it was cool. And it had to do with artistry and the importance of artistry. And I was telling uh, Jameson, about the Hearst Castle. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. It's here in the US, in California. It's up like more towards Northern California, not the highest part. Like I, I think it's Morro Bay, outside of Morro Bay area, but it's in a very like kind of desk. There's not much around there. Like it's just off of the, the highway one that is what you would drive from like Southern California up the coast of California to Northern California. You can take this really scenic route called highway one. And, um, and when I was young, I went to Hearst castle and Hearst was a, um, publication, like a tycoon of publication back in the day and lived a very opulent life. And he built this huge castle, um, overlooking, like it sits back from the ocean, but it's overlooking the ocean on a big hill. And, you know, lots of celebrities at the time went there to, you know, go to parties and it's just very opulent. Um, and it took a very long time to build. And so when I went there as a child, I mean, my eyes were like, you know, huge looking around this place. They have various tours that you can take um, of different parts of the of the place. And I'm so happy that they have continued to restore it and keep it, you know, as an area as an area where public, you know, the public can go in and tour this beautiful space. So I was telling Jameson about it. I'm like, oh, I would love to take you there because I have such great memories of going there when I was a kid. And and so when I was driving in the car, I was thinking about artistry in the sense that like I mean, I think there are people that spent almost their entire life building that house and the artistry is like incredible. And we just don't see that type of artistry very much anymore. But I feel the energy of the people who were building that, you know, they were building something that it was like next level, you know, hadn't been done in that way in that space. So very exciting to kind of create something new and to do it in a way that 
would leave a mark for, for many years to come. And I feel like there were people that worked on Hearst uh, Castle who almost dedicated their life to it. It was like their purpose was to create this just over the top, beautiful space. And they felt that type of like passion and love for it like that. Like, I am here to do this. This is my life's work. And when you look at some of the, you know, architecture and stuff, like definitely in London and parts of older parts of Europe, like people gave their lives to create these buildings and monuments. And, you know, there was such like an attention to detail and craftsmanship. And like, you know, a lot of times these, these trades and these craftsmen, it went down through generations. You know, there was like multiple generations of woodworkers and, and people that learned this craft and passed it down to, you know, their kids and grandkids. And, and there's such a deep, like rooted passion and history. Um, that you can almost feel like when you go into a space like Hearst Castle or, you know, you travel through Europe and go into some of these spaces, it's like the history speaks through what is still left there standing. And I was basically being shown that and then being shown like how we've really gotten away from honoring artistry, right? As, as a passion and whether that's like, you know, creating beautiful, intricate woodwork or creating gorgeous furniture or creating music or creating, you know, anything like movies and all of these things that we have let go of a lot because of the way that the world has evolved, like our crafts, right? Like craft, like, and we don't teach that from generation to generation, like that type of like, you know, pride in bringing through your artistry. And in a lot of ways, because our world is so focused on money and financial gain and the world of artistry doesn't always provide that to people. You know, there's, there's this whole like adage about being a starving artist, right? Like the world is not going to, honor your artistry. So like, what's the point of doing it? Right. A lot of parents go, Oh, my kid's going to go into art and they're going to starve. And, you know, I mean, it's, it just gets frowned upon a lot of times, like versus in times of the past, like you, you know, really helped if you had an artistry in your family system, let's say you like taught that to your young, right. As something that was sustain their lives and like be a really important part of who they are and what they leave on the planet. And it was taught with this like love and passion and like, oh, my family knows how to do this specific art. Therefore I'm going to, you know, hand this down for generations. Um, and it might still be very present in other countries. I'm not familiar. Like I'm here in the U S and obviously, um, you know, it's different than it was, let's say a hundred years ago with that and how people view that. And I think we're moving into a time now where artistry is going to heal. It already is right. Artistry connects people. It heals people. Um, really being passionate about like your creativity and your artistry and what you bring to the world is I think something we will return to. It'll be a different iteration, right? I mean, because we're evolving and there's such a different world because of technology and because of a lot of things. Um, but I think that we can kind of double down on our creativity and our artistry again. And whether it's something that you 
make money at, or whether it's something that is just for fun, you know, that you do or that you're passionate about, like, don't discount the value of that. Like leaving something that is a creative expression of you for future generations, like so powerful, so awesome. So at the heart of who we really are, of our soul and our soul calling, um, And we have to learn to like feel proud of that again and to teach our children about this artistry, right? Um, And not be afraid for them to embrace their own artistry within themselves, but instead to like foster that passion. You know, there's so much uh, research on children's brains and development and the importance of just play. Like we live in a culture too, that wants to really push kids like academically and stuff like that. But like, having them be able to critically think, right. To think creatively, having them be able to be passionate about their, you know, creative pursuits and their imagination and their artistry. I mean, that is like the true, true gift to humanity. And so, you know, that is something that everybody can foster who has children around them, or if you're a teacher or you have your own children or grandchildren or whatever it is, right. Um, Sisters, brothers that are younger, you know, that type of thing, like, allow them to express their imagination and their creativity and show them that that is a beautiful contribution to the planet. Because really, we're all here to contribute in one way or another. And we have to start being a champion of artistry. It's so important. It's so important for the evolution that's going on on the planet right now. And so important that we come back around and embrace like the things that last, you know, we live in a time where it's fast fashion and, you know, that stuff gets thrown away and breaks and, you know, (laughs) gets holes in it and all this stuff and then ends up in a landfill. And, and then we have, you know, furniture that is particle board and falls apart. Like the second you (laughs) assemble it. But when you look at like antiques, right? Like we had antiques in our family from, you know, many generations back. It's like, those things are solid. Like, it does not matter that that thing has was made a hundred years ago. Like it is heavy and it is solid and like it is intricate and in it's design, you know, the wood carvings and stuff. We have like old curio cabinets and things like that in my family. I mean, it is like beautiful and, you know, it lasts the test of time. It lasts beyond who made it. Like whoever made a cabinet that's in my family for a hundred years is, is left the planet long ago. Maybe they're back again as somebody else. Maybe they've been back a couple of times. Um, who knows? But that thing is still standing like imperfect condition, just beautiful. And it holds a history. It tells a story. And, you know, there's so many things being discovered on the planet now um, that were buried. Like it's the time of, I always say this, the truth rising. So we're also going to find evidence of all kinds of things that have been buried in the oceans or buried under, you know, dirt as the continents have changed over time. And, and we'll see these artifacts and things that get found. It's because they were built with true artistry and passion at the time right? They were done with the quality um, that have allowed them to tell the story of a different time. Ugh, it gives me chills, like to literally bring us information, even if they've been hidden under dirt or hidden under the ocean, that they are still there. They are still standing and they are a representation of the people of that time who created that. 
or the beings of that time, right? Who are on the planet who created that. I mean, it's just so inspiring. And so I really feel, and the message that was coming so powerfully is like, what do you want to leave so that a hundred years from now, the people that are on the planet find that, you know, and they can understand the history of this time through what you left that you feel so proud of, so excited, you know, to create and to give like that is awesome. You know, so hopefully that sparks some inspiration to think about this, like leaving our mark in a special way on the planet through our artistry. I will see you guys back here next week. lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways and follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide and you know where to find me over at IG at the Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings.